There's enough pressure coming from the outside world. You don't need to add to that by doing things that you think you should do, but that aren't in alignment with how you feel. Hi and welcome to Mom 2.0, where it's all about restoring your energy to become your best self. I'm your host, Vicky Hapala. Let's get started. Today's episode is all about finding that village to help you raise your child. What could be the modern day equivalent for us? When my first Abigail was born, we traveled a lot in her first two years, crossing time zones multiple times, which took a toll on both of us. In all this moving around, I did my best to keep her feeling safe and calm, but like I said, it took a toll on me and even bigger than I realized at the time. We were never anywhere long enough to be part of a community. When my second, Maddie, was born, it was August 2020, and although we were in Sweden by now, things were fairly normal here compared to the rest of the world, everyone was still very distant, and I felt really isolated. You know how it is. I didn't want to look weak and say I couldn't cope, so I pushed through. I know you know what I'm talking about. Some years ago, my husband and I worked with a man from Fiji. And he explained that because he was the eldest child, he was raised by his grandparents, that this is the tradition in Fiji. And it was done like this for a couple of reasons, mostly so that the eldest was raised by experienced parents and that they wouldn't get spoiled, for lack of a better word. It also meant that the parents had time to have more children and provide for the family and that the grandparents could pass down the traditions and knowledge to the eldest. He also made a point of reminding us that it wasn't like he was being shipped off to his grandparents in another town or country, but that they lived right next door to his parents and they did everything together as a family. So why am I telling you the story about Fiji? It comes down to the saying, it takes a village to raise a child. We've all heard it. We've all seen the funny reels with moms asking when the village is going to show up. And we're all thinking the same thing. I don't have a village. And then we shove down our feelings and we extend ourselves beyond what's healthy or necessary. And we wonder why it's not getting any easier. I read somewhere that not so long ago in these villages, there were up to nine adults per child, which meant that the parenting wasn't just coming from the parents. There was influence and responsibility shared by other adults older children and grandparents. Times have changed and we are far removed from this way of life. I had none of this and you probably don't either. A lot of my friends, they live on different continents from their parents and even when they do live in the same country, it's not in the same town and shared responsibility is minimal. So what can we do about this? I think that preschool is a great place to start. I know a lot of people have their objections about starting preschool before the age of three, and a lot of people are forced to start as early as two months with no other option. I'm not trying to start a debate about what's best here. All opinions are valid, and we all have reasoning for the choices we make. Not all situations are the same, and what works for you may not work for others. My thoughts on this is that preschool is kind of a village for our kids. 
Will the teachers make the same decisions you make about everything? Probably not. But isn't that a good thing? They need different points of view on life, not to be raised in a bubble. We can't control everything that happens in their lives, and even if we could, it wouldn't really do them any favors. I'm not saying to throw them into a harsh world to toughen them up, absolutely not. But giving them exposure to different points of view will give them a more rounded outlook on the world. If the teachers are kind, caring people, factors, by the way, that are far more important than the school's reputation, isn't that a good thing for our kids to be learning from them? Preschool was the main form of support that I had when I had a two-year-old and a baby at home. Abigail was going 15 hours a week and of course I felt all kinds of guilt dropping her off there and going home with the baby. I couldn't stand it, I hated dropping her off, but I also knew that I couldn't give her the attention she needed and deserved. I knew that she was in good hands, she had wonderful teachers and friends, and she was getting to play all day with a little bit of learning thrown in. I was trying to recover from birth, give attention to a baby, keep the house clean, cook the meals, do the laundry, not go mad. My husband was working 10 to 12 hours a day and anything he had left he gave to me and the girls. So preschool, it was a saving grace for us. But I still felt so much guilt. And I know you do too. That's until I changed the way that I viewed it. I realized that I didn't have to be everything for my kids. And that it was really good for me to share the responsibility of parenting for a few hours a day. Good for me and good for them. I started realizing that a lot of the guilt I felt was coming from what other people had said to me. It's too early, they're too young, that's a long time for them to be spending at school, etc, etc. I was again getting caught up in what everyone else thought and I forgot to check in with myself. And when I started doing that, how did I feel about it? How was my daughter doing at school? Once I started asking these questions, I realized that she was thriving at school and I was getting to come up for air a few hours a a week while one was at school and the other was napping. How was this something to feel guilty about? But we do that. We put pressure on ourselves based on what others think is the correct way for us to be doing things based on other people's opinions and other people's experiences. I'm not saying that you shouldn't take advice from anyone, but an underlying theme of everything I talk about is that you should never forget to check in with yourself, with your partner, with your kids. What works for others will not always work for you, and we all make decisions based on our own circumstances and our own experiences. There's enough pressure coming from the outside world. You don't need to add to that by doing things that you think you should do, but that aren't in alignment with how you feel. So I know that a lot of you listening are thinking your child screams and cries when you leave them at school, and so maybe you're thinking now that you're doing something wrong leaving them there. And I can't answer that for you. Only you know your situation and your child. But what I can offer are some ways to help alleviate that. Some things that have worked for us and that I've gotten better at over time. So here are three things that have made the world of difference. The first one is that her school is really great about sending a text or a photo after a, how can we say, dodgy (laughs) drop-off. If there's been tears involved or she's been a bit upset, 
they will send a, a photo and, and a message about 30 minutes later letting me know that they're happy, everything's fine. If your school has the ability to do this, I would suggest that you ask them to do that for you. It makes a world of difference knowing that they're happy. The second thing is something my husband's taught me, and it is the art of slow drop-offs. He is the world's most patient person, and I am a work in progress. Most of the days now, he does drop-offs, but when I do, I make sure to give myself extra time. With this, don't rush your child. Rushing makes everything worse. If they feel your stress, they feel stressed. With Maddie now, sometimes we have to read a book before going into class. We talk about all the things she's going to do, open the door, and I never leave until she's ready and she walks in by herself. Sometimes she needs more time than others, but by giving her this time, it has made everything better. You leave happy because your child is happy and the guilt starts to subside. The third adjustment we've made is that we talk about preschool in a really fun way, both after fetching them and during breakfast to get them kind of psyched up. Talk about all the fun things she does at school, the friends she's going to see, and she really starts getting excited about it. By doing this, instead of wrestling crocodiles out the door, we are playing pretend unicorn or some other happy animal on the way to school. And I know it seems like a lot of effort, and it is, but honestly, the alternative is far more tiring, in my opinion. I'm not saying that any of this is going to magically wipe away any guilt you feel, but I am inviting you to look at it from a different perspective. Some of you may not have access to preschool, but perhaps you have access to some form of childcare, babysitter, family or friends. What I'm saying is that you should use it where you can and not feel guilty about it. It's good for your kids to get the exposure to different points of view and different ways of doing things. They'll learn skills from others that you don't have. Believe me, I get it that asking for help is not an easy task. I never used to ask anyone for help and honestly, I'm still a work in progress. Not because I didn't need it, but because I don't like putting other people out. And then there's something that I've learned over the last year or so is that people want to help. People like to feel needed and useful. They may not be offering to help you because they don't want to impose. And really, what's the worst that can happen? You ask someone for a few hours and they say no. So what? You didn't have that time anyways. Best case scenario is you get those hours plus more because now they know that they're needed. I'm still getting comfortable with this myself, reaching out, but for all the reasons I explained above, it's better for you and better for your child if you share the responsibility every now and then. Thanks so much for tuning in today, and don't forget to hit subscribe on your way out. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd really appreciate if you would take the time to give me a review, and please feel free to share it with anyone you think it could help. Also, don't forget to download your free sleep guide at vickihappala.com. Mm-hmm.